It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Reds have won two series in a row, thanks to improved hitting, which means that the narrative could be changing. We'll explain. We'll also get you ready for the start of a big road trip in Pittsburgh and take a look at when we can expect some more help from the injured list in Cincinnati. All that and more on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are addicted to this Cincinnati Reds team, and we've turned that addiction into information for you. I've done this for over 800 episodes, and this is Steve's fourth year as well, podcasting about this Cincinnati Reds team. And we're doing this as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, we are going to talk about why this Reds team is not as bad as you think they are. And we're going to talk about why the pitching is only a few moves away from not being a liability. Why the Reds have a golden opportunity in Pittsburgh. But first, let's start with the reason. For our optimism, let's start with the reason that narrative is changing. Steve, what is the reason that we are thinking this narrative is changing? Well, they're finally hitting the ball and they're finally winning some baseball games. And God, they've put together two series wins in a row, one of them against the first place team in the division. So there are positives. There are other things to talk about than where you're going to go. And the, yeah. the, the big piece of that is that they're finally scoring runs and they're putting up big innings. Yes, and the big inning has been a huge boon for this team. Part of the reason, and, and there's twofold as the reason why they're putting together these big innings. They have patient at-bats. You saw it yesterday. Adrian Hauser could not hit the strike zone. If I mean, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. That's how bad his command was yesterday. And then on top of that, when he had to throw strikes, they were taking what he gave them. We, we've said this in years past where it feels like the Reds were trying to swing with too much power. We're trying to hit home runs. It feels like this year they're a lot more patient and they're a lot better at getting uh, taking what the pitching gives them and that is why we are seeing these innings of five six seven runs that they just lay on the opponent and I absolutely love it because they are turning the narrative which is funny that Ken Rosenthal I think just came out with a piece or no it was as Buster only I believe that came out with a piece of how bad the Reds could possibly be this year and I'm like hello two series victories in a row not happening and the lineups where it starts. And and you know, the thing is, I think that right now what's happening in this lineup, you can, you can, it starts with what Tyler Stevenson has been able to do. He has been (laughs) able to really 
assert himself as the, I think he's probably the best player in this Reds lineup right now. He's probably the best hitter in this Reds lineup right now. And, you know, we're talking about a player that this time last year was kind of just the afterthought at catcher. He was the backup to Tucker Barnhart. He was considered maybe the future. Uh, He was, he was hoped that he could be something like this. And in one year's time, he's right now the leader of this team. I don't even think it's close. I I know that we do power rankings for the bullpen and things like that. If we were to power rank Reds hitters, it's it's him, and then it's like a whole bunch of gap. I'm not going to say 50 feet of crap. The lineup's not bad. But there's a huge gap between Tyler Stevenson and the number two dude because he has been phenomenal. I mean, it was so evident to the point that YouTube broadcasters yesterday, which one of them was former Reds prospect and still first baseman of the future, Yonder Alonso, uh, who really didn't stop talking. He talked a lot, but they both said something that I thought was hilarious at the time that they said it. And then they turned out to be right because Hauser fell behind three balls and no strikes to Tyler Stevenson with the bases loaded. And they're like, you know what? There's one out. Maybe they just should walk Tyler Stevenson because this could go south real quick. And what happens? He laces a bases clearing double into the corner. He is just absolutely on fire. And he's not a guy that I think teams are worried about hitting the home run. He's a guy that they're worried about doing exactly what he did. Doubles into the corner, clearing bases. He is a RBI machine. And I absolutely love to see it. I, You know, I think you're absolutely right. You know, everybody talks about... You know, they're the generations of Reds fans talk about the guy on their team. The Big Bear Machine guys are always talking about Tony Perez and his ability to deliver when players get on base. And we saw it in 1990, you know, Larkin would get on base. The guys in the top of the order would get on base and guys like Eric Davis would drive them in. They'd be RBI guys with some power. And, you know, each team needs that. And I think that Tyler Stevenson can be that guy as this this. We keep talking about 2024, but as this team builds and continues to get better and better and better, Tyler Stevenson can be that guy. He can be the guy that you stick in the heart of that lineup and and you can count on him to make solid contact, to hit with a little bit of power and to drive guys in. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see where his career is going because uh, we we talk about what he's going to be and who he's going to be. And I think he's just scratching the surface right now. I totally agree. And and there's a narrative and we're not going to talk about this on today's podcast, but the whole idea of Jonathan India or Tyler Stevenson, who deserves that huge contract? I think there's a conversation to be had there. And it's mostly just because Tyler Stevenson has been the guy on the field right now. Jonathan India is not the guy on the field. But let's talk about this outfield for a second. Steve, uh, the outfield itself looked like a huge question mark coming into the year. And let's be frank. I mean, we're missing Nixon Zell. He's been on the COVID IL for a few days here, and we'll talk about him later on in today's episode and kind of give an injury update there. But the guys that were in the outfield last night were awesome. And for me, it was led by Tommy Pham. It was led by a dude who is straight getting disrespect, I think, from a lot of fans in the ballpark like if you go to the ballpark there are groans when he comes up to the plate there's not claps he had a three hit day yesterday and he leads the reds in on base percentage tommy fam he's not jesse winker and stop blaming him for not being jesse winker i feel like this is the office situation where people just really didn't like karen because she wasn't pam i i think you've got to just slow your roll a little bit Tommy Pham is a pretty good player. 
You know, the thing with Tommy Pham, uh, he kind of got off on the wrong foot with Reds fans, I think, in in having some of his comments be come across wrong. And and I get what he was trying to say, talking about he was going to get his numbers. And 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 he did the the second half of that comment was and if he gets his numbers, he's going to help the team win. That's the second part of that. And that's exactly what's happening. I think that, you know, Fam has come out demonstrating that he can still be a productive major league hitter and by doing that, he is he is becoming a threat in this lineup. And I think nobody really thought that was going to be true. You know, you bring in a 35-year-old guy as an afterthought signing to show that you're doing something, and the expectation bar there was set pretty low, I think. Uh, but Fam's coming out and showing that he can contribute, especially in a lineup where he doesn't have a lot of protection around him, or at least we didn't think he was going to have a lot of protection around him. And some guys like Brandon Drury and uh, have have changed that narrative. And when we're talking about narrative changes, they've changed that narrative a little bit. So I love to see it. I love to see that Tommy is, you know, getting a, one last summer in the sun, we'll call it, and getting his numbers. And by doing so, he's helping to, to change the course of what's happened in this red season so far. What is one of the most... Uh not overused because it's it's worth pointing out and it's well worth talking about but when you're talking about the workplace in america today what is one thing that everybody says it's don't be overly loyal to your company because they're not overly loyal to you so why are we mad at a player just vocalizing what we already think about our workplace in america i i think that it's just it's silly to continue to pile on him and, and real quick too tylen aquin has looked better since coming off the COVID IL. He's still striking out at a decent rate, but half his hits are extra base hits, and he's got eight RBIs in the last five games. That's pretty phenomenal number to see for him. They're still batting him at the bottom of the lineup, and I agree with that, but I would mm -hmm. like to see him continue the success because he had a rough start to the season compared to what we expected to see from him. You know, Tyler Naquin is a great example of what we talked about last week, Jeff, where as players continue to come back, as other guys get hot, we can start to put players in positions to do the things we know they can do well, the things that were expected of them when we headed into this season. And Tyler Naquin's a great example of that because if you keep him down there near the bottom of the lineup, put him in there against right-handed pitching and let him do his thing or he's got a little bit of pop in his bat, he plays great defense, that's... that's solid contribution to this Reds team. That's not asking him to play over his head. That's not asking him to be a team leader. That's not asking him to lead off against left-handed pitching. Uh, it's asking him to do the things he's good at. And, and as we continue to put players in positions to be successful, uh, we can expect more positive outcomes with the Reds winning series. I really think that's part of what's going on. Some of these other players that we didn't count on hitting are starting to hit, which allows David Bell to construct a lineup that makes sense. And as that happens, we're going to see these guys continue to have success. And I love it because Tyler Naquin was a bargain basement find when they brought him in here. And if he continues to just play at the level he's playing right now, I, I have no problem with him being out there in situations where he can be good. Yeah. And uh, not to toot the lockdown reds horn too much, but we did say during the off season to not uh, put too much on Tyler Naquin because we know what he's good at and we know what he's not good at. And hey, look at this. He's showing us that he's good at hitting right-handed pitching. That's what we said. And then, real quick too, TJ Friedel. This dude's been fun. 
And um, can we can we officially give him the title of Bunt Master? Oh, the Bunt is back, baby. The Bunt <laughs> is back. Hey, you know what? We always talk about someone should bunt against this shift. And, you know, listen, <laughs> bunting is hard. And bunting is especially hard if a guy's throwing 100 miles an hour or has nasty breaking stuff. Uh, bunting is hard. It's not just simple as going up there and sticking the bat out and you're going to get a bunt or everybody would do it. Frito is good at bunting, and I think that he drops down another bunt or two. They're going to stop shifting on him so much, which is which is the goal, right? I, I love that in both instances this week where he has done that, he's recognized that the defense has shifted and shifted and shifted and moved, and he's waited. He's been patient. Both of those bunts have come with two strikes. He's waited until the shift has really gotten to a spot where he can squeeze it down the line, and he was patient. You talked about this at the top of the segment, Jeff. The patience is paying off and I love it. Yes. And he's been a big reason as to why this lineup is changing the narrative when it comes to this Reds team. I know that, you know, we, a lot of people have worried about how futile it could be to watch the Reds this season. I think we're starting to see some signs that, Hey, you can come back out. You can turn the TV back on. Plus you can get to a Tuesday ball game. I'm going to just keep saying that go to Tuesday ball games. If you don't go to any other ball game this year, go to a game on a Tuesday. That, that's all I got to say about that. But the narrative is changing, and the outfield has been a big reason why in these last few games. Well, I think the big takeaway, Jeff, is the lineup as it's currently constructed, they're figuring it out, and reinforcements are coming as well. Uh, one problem, though, is the pitching has looked rough, and it looked rough yesterday, but uh, they're, they're closer than they were, and they're a few moves away with the pitching staff from getting much better. Uh, and if pitching staff's going to improve that's going to help the reds uh, and if you want to improve your health get in on ag1 you might be asking yourself what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all of the things. It does it all. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It costs less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than maybe that cold brew habit you have at the local coffee shop. It's very lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 will work for you. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit them at, that, at athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. That's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast. Locked on Now has recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts. The Locked on Now podcast is going to take fans through the MLB season like no other network has ever before. The Locked on Now podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like Locked on Reds.
Speaking of Locked On Reds, make sure you are following the podcast on all the podcasting platforms, including YouTube. If you're watching us there right now, thanks a lot. Click that subscribe button below. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, we're going to continue to get you through this series with what Jeff is calling the number one comedy show in the nation, the Reds versus the Pirates. But that narrative is changing, Jeffrey. We are talking about different things. We are not going to continue to laugh at these Cincinnati Reds. But we do need to talk about the pitching because if the narrative is truly going to change, the pitching absolutely has to improve. Yeah, and it starts with two guys. The two guys that really basically gave up all the runs. I mean, there were a few runs here and there. I think Jeff Hoffman gave up one run, which we'll talk about him in just a moment. But um, Goody, or Bad Vlad, uh, which he was... He was actually Goody for the first two innings, and that is why I keep saying I think that he's probably better suited out of the bullpen. Give me one or two good innings I need to stop you right there. You have to stop right there, Jeffrey. <laughs> I don't get an opportunity to do this very often, so I'm going to give you this one. Get ready. Jeff Carr, you were correct. You've been saying for weeks now that Vladimir Gutierrez should go to the bullpen, and I have fought you on that. But watching yesterday... I could hear you in my head watching how he shifted after two innings. And I'm like, you know what? Frickin' Jeff is right. Uh, so I'm on board. So continue. I am on board. You were correct. I think that Gutierrez might be best suited uh, to go to the bullpen and just work on a couple pitches and pitch with maximum effort. And, and there's reasons for that because in his first two innings, and they, they really uh, – bumped this on the YouTube broadcast. They talked about how well he controlled his fastball for the first two innings that went away in the third inning. And then he started to struggle. That's really what it boils down to with Vladimir Gutierrez. If he is controlling his fastball, he is going to pitch very well because his secondary pitches rely on him being able to command and place that fastball exactly where he needs it to. And if he can do it for two innings, great. The Reds have to be realistic about that. And they got to take him out of the rotation as soon as Mike Miner or Nick Lodolo or both are ready to go. The other move they got to make, and this one kind of hurts me a little bit because I really like this guy. I really think that he's going to be special for this team, but he has struggled mightily to come out of the gate. And I don't know if it's a mechanical issue. I don't know if maybe he's tipping a pitch or, or, or what's going on with Dowry Moretta. But I think he needs a little bit of a stint down in AAA to kind of work some things out. And I know that that's like one of those things that you say, well, you don't just go down to AAA because those are games as well. And that's something that Kyle Bodie has said on Twitter before that you don't just work on stuff in the minor leagues. There, there are also wins and losses down there, too. But I think that Dowry Moretta would benefit from a little bit lower atmosphere, a little bit lower pressure environment. Send him down to AAA and work on something because something seems off with him. And it showed yesterday. He couldn't even get an out and he gave up five runs. You know, watching him pitch yesterday, Jeff, and I don't know if anywhere in your baseball time that you pitched, but he looked to me like a pitcher that was just way in his head too much. He, he was, he was, he was way overthinking what he was doing and, and, and he was getting shellacked. And I think when you reach that point on the mound, when you've got a guy out there that can't really just focus on what he needs to do and execute it, it's time to change what is happening. And a change of scenery serves as kind of a wake-up call that, you know, you need to continue to improve. You need to fix your stuff. But it also, while it is games, while it is wins and losses, while there is an expectation to perform, 
it's not on the big stage at the major league level. He can go down there. He can try some things. He can experiment. He can coordinate with Derek Johnson and the entire pitching system and implement change in, for lack of a better way to put this, you know, in a safe space, in a place where it's not going to be front page news that they lost a game at the big league level because of him. So for all of those reasons, I agree. I think that it's time for him to go down, work on some stuff, and I'm with you. Uh, I think he's a big part of this bullpen's future. It just might not be till next season. Yeah, and I, I just couldn't believe it because you come into the ninth inning up 14-5, to five, you don't really expect that score to change very much. Okay, maybe they get a run or two here or there. Christian Yelich, of course, has to get his pound of flesh, has to get his cycle. Something about playing against the Reds just really pisses this guy off, I guess. I don't know. Like, he's not a very vocal guy, so it's not as if he's trying to be a jerk. But his play on the field tells me he really don't like the Reds because he absolutely murders them every time he plays. And you know what? The world needs villains. So here we go. Christian Yelich is a villain to the Reds. I get it. But... Darry Moretta just unraveled in that inning, and they scored six runs. That was just, I, I, was, I was getting worried. I was getting worried there, Steve. But I'll tell you this. There's two guys that I want to bump for a second. I want to start with Alexis Diaz because Alexis Diaz has been fantastic. Alexis Diaz and that fastball, with all of the life that it has, has shown the baseball world that yet again, you can be effectively wild because there's something to that fastball that I believe that even him, whenever he throws it, he's like, I think I know where this is going. And it really works because the hitters are just like, I got no idea where this thing is going. And he is just absolutely pitching phenomenally well to start the season. You know, there's something to be said for if you and I don't know where it's going and clearly Diaz doesn't know where it's going and the hitter knows that Diaz doesn't know where it's going. It's awfully hard to get comfortable in that batter's box. Think you, you've got to be thinking about maybe keeping yourself in a position to bail out of there. So, uh, you know, you're absolutely right there. There is some effectiveness in that. And, uh, you know, if he can continue to harness it and throw more strikes than not, uh, you know, he's going to continue to be successful. Yeah, and he deserves higher leverage looks because of that. I'd like to see him in a tight ball game because I think as of right now, we've really only seen him in games where the Reds are either comfortably behind or comfortably ahead. So I want to see him in games where they're a little bit closer. And then where I celebrated a victory, calling something, although I hate calling bad things. I hate calling the fact that Vladimir Gutierrez needs to come out of the rotation. I wish I would have been wrong about that. Something else I was wrong about, was Jeff Hoffman. That's Um, car family favorite, Jeff Hoffman. (laughs) Good Lord, this guy's pitching well. Um, (laughs) Two innings. He only gave up one run, but hey, you give up one run in two innings and you still keep your ERA under two. Uh, He's pitched pretty well so far to start the year, Steve. I... I don't know that I'm getting a jersey about it, but I think I might be order coming it, around Jeff, to stop Order hating. the jersey on your screen now. <laughs> order the jersey for the YouTube viewers. Listen, Jeff Hoffman, Jeff probably, <laughs> yes, I'll put the link in the comments. <laughs> Jeff Hoffman is pitching phenomenal out of the bullpen. And we talked about this when they moved him over there. First he was starting and we both thought that was a bad idea. You and I were at a game where he absolutely got shellacked in his last start at Great American Ballpark. And, and we both said at that time, if we never see him start 
started another game, we would not be sad. But they moved him to the bullpen, and he's done nothing but be pretty efficient at what they've asked him to do since then. Uh, he is a valuable member of this bullpen, and I think it's time, talking about narrative changes today, that narrative about Jeff Hoffman probably has to change as well, where we consider him a valuable piece. Now, is he an elite shutdown reliever? No. Is he the guy that you want out there in the bottom of the ninth, and you need that one last out to close out a victory? No. But is he the guy you want in the sixth and the seventh inning when you need to bridge to those guys? Absolutely. Sub two ERA. Are you kidding me? He's doing great. I, I just, I, I'm telling you, he is probably the most pleasant surprise in this bullpen right now. He is. And I think I'm going to do some sort of deep dive over the weekend and figure out why on earth uh, he's doing so well because uh, maybe maybe it's one of those things like uh, like what Dwight said about Andy. He's just like I hated Andy. I hated him so much that I dove into why I hated him so much, and I found a friendship in the middle. So we'll see what happens. Well, you're really but, on uh, an office kick today, aren't you? <laughs> well, I watched it last night for like the millionth time. Um, <laughs> when, but this this pitching staff though is not that far off, Steve. I think that's what we're thinking of here and when i mean not that far off they're not far off from getting the reds to the 74 win plateau we're talking about the over baby we're talking about over 73 and a half we're not gonna lose that money steve we're not we're not we're not all right well guess what steve the nation's number one hit comedy this summer is coming to pnc ballpark in pittsburgh as the reds are heading up to Pittsburgh for four games. We're going to get you set here with the first pitching matchup of the night, the Thursday night playing game as they head to Pittsburgh. And if you want to know where to head to get all your sports wagering info, go to Bet Online. In fact, tonight's uh, game, Bet Online has the money line for the Reds at plus 123. 123. Something about that number that makes me feel like they're not sure what's going to happen in this game. Frankly, when the Reds and Pirates get together, I don't know if anybody knows what's going to happen, but I'm telling you this. I'm feeling good about that money line, and they got the over under at eight. What I tell you last time the Reds play the Pirates? Hit the over. What am I going to tell you this time? Hit that over. JT Brubaker pitching and Connor Overton. Don't get me wrong. I like Connor Overton, but I don't think that he's going to keep the scoreboard completely clean. I'm talking about an easy nine runs in this game. I'm hitting the over. In fact, I'm going to parlay the two you can turn five dollars into 15 you can turn 10 into 30 i mean we're talking about a three to one parlay go do it right now it's bet online bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest odds news and sports development including this year's nba playoffs major league baseball scores the stanley cup is rolling on the playoffs that is not the actual stanley cup and even fights like UFC and boxing, including NFL futures. Hey, it's schedule release tonight. How many primetime games are the Bengals going to get? I'm thinking at least a handful. And they got a shot. I, I've seen a rumor. They got a shot. I don't know that you can bet on the Bengals getting a, a Thanksgiving Day game, but they might get a Thanksgiving Day game. And then our turkey's going to be real fun this year. Looking forward to that. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's. You can follow Steve at two F's with at, at, I should say at S Offenbaker, not Steve with two F's. I don't know how you spell Steve with two F's, but at S Offenbaker with two F's. (laughs) Spelling is hard. No F's in, in in lockdown reds. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's Twitter. And uh, subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for watching us here today. If this is your first time, make sure you subscribe. Bring on the Pirates, Steve. Bring them on. Listen, I'm kind of excited about this series because coming off of, you know, back-to-back series wins, uh, one of them against a first-place division uh, opponent, uh, that's great. Pittsburgh comes into this series riding a mile high, having won a series against the vaunted Los Angeles Dodgers with their all-star Let lineup. Down city. Man, so I agree. I think that the Pirates have come home and 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 just kind of chill a little bit. And I think the Reds are going to be like them around. They're going to be like, oh, the Reds again. We got to play these guys again. And the Reds are going to be coming in. They're going to be like, let's go, golden opportunity to get the third straight series win. We're talking about three straight series wins. See, they've already got more wins in the month of May than they had in the month of April. And we're talking about a narrative change. This is how you continue to change that narrative. You beat up on the lowly buckos. Absolutely. And to do that, they're going to get things started tonight with Connor Overton on the hill. Uh, this is going to be his third start of the season, Jeff. Now he hasn't won a game yet. He's still zero and zero for those that pay attention to wins and losses, but that 2.53 ERA with seven K's and two walks in his two starts, that ain't bad. I mean, you know, it's not Cy Young material, but it ain't bad. So if he can go out and can continue to pitch like this with the way that the lineup is hitting, like we talked about at the top of the show, uh, the Reds are going to have the opportunity to maybe not only win this series, but dare I say it, sweep this series? You said a key stat for me when it comes to Connor Overton, and that's two walks. I'm not looking at Connor Overton to be a strikeout guy, and Lord knows I'm not expecting that ERA to stay under three because I look at Connor Overton as a possible back into the rotation type dude. And if those are his numbers, if he can limit the walks, and I would really like, I'd say, give me an expectation tonight of six innings. I'd love to see him pitch six innings. We've seen that very few times this season from a red starting pitcher. I think that he can get it done, especially with his ability to limit those walks. Plus, going up against JT Brubaker, um, you might have ran into him in your travels, Steve, uh, or you know where you grew up, Listen, because he grew up. He's the pride of Springfield. After me, well, brother. After, after me. After yes. me. He is the pride Probably. of Springfield, Ohio. After Steve-O, let me tell I you. Mean, I mean, I guess I interact with you more, so I got to agree. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I see you more than JT Brubaker. But yeah, this season, he's 0-2, if you're into the wins and losses thing. 5.68 ERA hit the over. 30 Ks in 25 and a third innings. He does have 14 walks. That patience, the patience of the Reds lineup 
is going to play very well against JT Bruca. It, it played well in the last time that they, you know, they went up against him. So I'm, I'm looking for more of the same here at the home bar park. He's going to be a little bit comfy. The pirates are going to be a little bit comfy after that victory in LA. So I think it's time to take advantage of this. Here's why I like this series starting with Brubaker on the mound, because if a couple of the guys up top can draw some walks, like you're talking about that patience is key, because if they can draw those walks and get on base and be, you know, set the dish basically for Tyler Stevenson, who has really just been able to execute when we need him to, that's where I'm talking about having that RBI guy in the lineup, having that guy that can go out and make the patient, solid contact, drive the ball into the gaps, drive in the runs. Tyler Stevenson is that guy. So you set, you set it up for him. This is a perfect scenario right now with the way this lineup is hitting this is an opportunity for them to go out and score like you're saying so i think maybe you jesus you might be right again take the over (laughs) take the over because the reds the reds have one strategy i think with their lineup as it is currently constructed get the ducks on the pond for papa duck because papa duck gonna knock you in and that's tyler stevenson papa duck i'm gonna submit that to be his possible nickname he doesn't have a nickname yet papa duck that sounds good Oh, yeah. I bet I know how he'll feel about that. Listen, Jeff, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, before we get out of here today, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about help being on the way because as the narrative changes, as things continue to improve, the Reds do need to get a few guys back. They're going to have to continue to strengthen this lineup, get some of these starters back off of the injured list. And I saw in the YouTube comments yesterday, people were asking about uh, some injury updates. So I thought we would include that today. Let's start with the man, uh, the myth, the legend at first base, Joe. Joey Votto. Uh, Joey Votto has asked to be given a rehab assignment when he comes off of the COVID list. Uh, that tells me a couple things that Joey's been pretty sick. He feels like his timing is off and he wants to be successful when he comes back. So he's going to spend some time getting some at bats at the minor league level. But what that does mean is that he's probably not going to be back at all on this road trip. And sadly, that means he's going to miss the Toronto series. And I'm a little bit bummed about that because I wanted to see Joey play against the Blue Jays in Toronto and 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 hear the hear the crowd react to Joey. And you know that, you know, Canadian are nice anyway and you get one of their own coming on the visiting team he was going to get some ovations he was going to get some cheers and and Joey deserves that and he doesn't always get it when he deserves it in Cincinnati so I wanted to see it in Canada uh, where he comes from but we're not going to get that Joey is going to be out but the Reds need him back and they need a productive Joey Votto back when he does return yeah, I would have loved to have seen that and and over under two and a half signs saying Joey come home so I think it would have been over I, I think, think we you know, that. you're hitting the over on everything right now. So let's mash the over <laughs> on that one, too. Yeah, I, I think we would have seen a couple of those signs. And and I don't know that because I didn't look into this for sure. And if and if, you know, uh, hit us up on the comments section down below here on YouTube. But I feel like the last time that the Reds were in Toronto, he wasn't available for that series either. So it's kind of like one of those big bummer of the things it's like, hey, he's returning home and he's yet to play at Rogers Center. So I'd be interested to know if that's the case because that's just a thought that I have stuck in the back of my mind. Uh, Also, Steve, a quick update on Nick Senzel because he's been on the COVID IL for a little while as well. He went on the same time as Tyler Naquin. Tyler Naquin's back and he's still hanging out. Uh, The goal for Nick Senzel is to return uh, May 23rd when the Reds return to Great American Ballpark. So that will have been some time away. I wonder if he'll need a rehab start, but I don't know, though. It just depends on how sick he's been. 
So David Bell said that's still up in the air. He indicated that uh, it's probably a 50-50 proposition whether or not Senzel is going to need a rehab start before he comes back. Uh, they they did say they felt like Senzel is a couple days ahead of Votto, so you could see him uh, back and activated on the 23rd, like you said, uh, as the Reds return home to face the Mason Cubs. Oh, sorry, Chicago Cubs. So... <laughs> Has anybody ever made that pro- that mix up before? What was Mason? <laughs> That's never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm missing the joke. Yeah, sorry. I totally I totally never mind. <laughs> Bottom line is Nick Senzel well, will be back for that homestand. Uh, he may see some time in AAA before that, but he's going to be back to uh to face the cubs so there's a couple guys that you need back in this lineup to continue to increase that offensive production i think that before senzel got sidetracked again he was starting to see the ball and starting to see the ball well so uh for me he can be uh, another nice addition in the bottom of that lineup like they're playing with naquin to to set the table for the top and and drive in runs is mason high school the cubs just, just stop it. Are we, are we saying the Cubs are bad? <laughs> just move along. <laughs> oh, Steve. I, I, all I know is this. They've got a golden opportunity this weekend in Pittsburgh for four games. They've got a shot. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to call it. I think they're going to win three out of four, but I'm not, not going to call a sweep. But they got a shot at a four-game sweep. And, uh, boy, you're, you're, <laughs> some, some folks are not going to agree with that in the comments. But, hey, I mean, we're riding high, baby. This narrative is a changing. Well, you know, this is probably a great spot to wrap it up with a little bit of optimism. I agree with you. Uh, if you squint real hard, you can see a sweep. Now, it's not a guarantee. I'm not going on record and saying it's going to happen, but you can see it. It could happen. And that's probably a great place to wrap up for today. Coming up on the next podcast, we will continue to look ahead at the weekend of family fun at PNC Ballpark in Pittsburgh. Uh, There's sure to be some laughs all around, hopefully because we're laughing at how bad the Reds have beaten the Pittsburgh Pirates. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen. Now make the Locked On MLB podcast your second listen. Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. Locked On MLB, just like Locked On Reds, is free and available on all platforms. Jeff, the narrative, it's a changing. Jeff, you have ordered your Jeff Hoffman jersey, and the Reds are on a series winning streak. What can the folks expect from us as the Reds get back to their winning ways? We will be locked on Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.